If I could describe to get my life tour in one word, it would be vulnerability. Showing up for yourself is so important. Welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I'm your host, Lydia T. Blanca. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Get My Life Tour. I am so excited that you decided to show up yet again for yourself. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your first time tuning into the Get My Life Tour, yes, you belong. I'm so glad that you are here taking center stage, and it is my hope and heart's desire that you get what you need on this stop of the tour. If you've been tuning in for quite some time, thank you for showing up again. Your commitment means everything. And I'm so glad that you are on tour with me. Look, my level of enthusiasm is high and it was just heightened a moment ago because the woman who we have here on this stop today, let me tell you something. She is all that and more. She is really deserving of the title Phenomenal Woman. And her name is Action Jackson. You have probably heard about her. You've probably heard her speak or seen her on various platforms. But I am so glad that she is taking center stage. She is a woman's health expert, CEO of Empowered Coaching Academy, and the creator of Changing the Norm, an online DIY wellness program for African-American women. And she's so much more. But before I bring her center stage, let's clap it up for Action Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. There is so much more that I could have read and said about you. You know, I'm like, okay, yes, she's been honored by Zelta. Shout out to all my swords. And you've done all these great things. And you literally have graced so many different what is it, television screens on these different networks. But I'm like, okay, I will let you do all the talking because your bio is incredible. But I'm like, let me let her speak for herself. So thank you for being here. (laughs) Absolutely. I am honored. I am excited. And I am really hopeful that whoever turns uh, tunes into this podcast will walk away feeling inspired, engaged, and empowered. So it's it's an honor, and I welcome each and every one of the listeners um, into my heart, into my mind. And I hope that this session, when you walk away, you are intentional about your next moves for your mental, physical, emotional well-being. So thank you. Thank you for having me. You are more than welcome. You know, what really resonates with me is your passion to help African-American women reclaim their health, right, and their wellness. I'm like taking from your bio here, but right, to help women reclaim their health and decrease the alarming prevalence of preventable chronic illnesses and so much more. You're helping us take off our masks. You're helping us show up um, and really coach us for success, but not as it relates to just wealth in, you know, the tangible sense, but health as wealth. That to me is golden. I appreciate your work so much. 
I appreciate that because I will tell you, you know, the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. I have been on the forefront of women's health and as of late, especially African-American women's health for almost 20 years now, and I'm only 42. And so I am always thankful whether I'm speaking to a crowd of 3,000 or I'm speaking to a workshop of 300. God has entrusted me not only with the passion, I've also taken many years to educate myself I tell people often, you know, there's a difference between facts and emotions. And sometimes in the space of health and wellness for Black women, a lot of advertising, a lot of products feed on our emotions, but very Mm. seldom do they provide us with facts about our health. And that's the voice that I have in this space. I only write evidence-based information. I only teach facts and science to our women. That way our women, our Black women can become their own health and wellness advocates I'm passionate about educating our women because when you think about it, even back in slavery, we couldn't read. You know, reading was not allowed because if one attains the knowledge that he or she needs, then they can change their life from the inside out. And that's what I'm passionate about. That's what led me to writing 13 books was to educate women so they themselves can walk into a doctor's office and understand terminology about their breasts, about Mm. their pelvic floor, about things that affect them as a woman, especially as a Black woman. So yes, I am passionate. Um, I am a bookworm. I'm I'm hoping to get my PhD in women's health policies in the next year or so. And I am a fireball and I speak and I go in and I advocate and I love what I do. Mm. You know, I love, oh my gosh, I I love using the word I love, but I truly (laughs) do. I love how you exist in this world so intentionally. Uh, I... I'm I'm screaming right now. I probably should start screaming <laughs> in your ear. I should. <laughs> right. You're like, I I wrote 13 books. Like that's yes. some small feat, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is the level of intentionality you have and the commitment you have to self, to us, um, to the most high, to be a resource. Right. Yes. Like you said, to to whom much is given, much is required. I mean. I feel like I'm not doing enough anymore, right? I'm like, how many books am I sitting on, right? But not even to, you know, jokingly play the comparison game at all. But I say that to say that is truly telling of who you are and whose you are, right? And I think you've already answered my question, but I would love to still ask you in your own words, who was Action Jackson? Oh my gosh, that's such a loaded question. And it's it's such a complex one, and I will tell you why. I have learned that there is not one word to sum up who I am. Mm-hmm. I am a multitude of people. And what I mean by that, I may be in one room where I'm speaking to a group of 10-year-old girls about loving themselves. Then I may be in a room with 2,000 to 3,000 women that wear the United States Air Force um, garments, such as I, speaking Mm -hmm. on leadership. I am very complex. Um, I am a woman who has taken time to sit at the feet of God to understand who am I. And in that discovery, I don't have one word to sum me up. I'm passionate. um, I'm very driven. I'm very very compelled 
to go after things where I see injustices. Um, I'm quiet, but yet I'm also an extreme extrovert. Um, I'm inquisitive and yet I'm also still. So there's so many things about me and what I've allowed myself to do is not to be defined by anyone, but to allow myself to thrive in all of them. Mm. I literally have a cup of coffee. (laughs) I do. I do. I just pull up to people's homes and offices and speak to them about their life story. This is all about getting your life right for so long <laughs> I struggled with this this term or this phrase that I created around being on tour as I get my life right the get my life tour uh-huh. and I was like uh is that too limiting does that sound too snarky I don't uh-huh. want to imply that people should be doing anything right so I, I called it the get my life tour uh-huh. um, and the reason why is because there's so many questions that I believe life poses to us that we don't have the answers to but in in community in conversation um at the feet of the most high um and through you know the act of being vulnerable I believe we receive a lot of those answers and right now as I like prepare to sip my coffee slowly while you respond to these questions (laughs) I am just so grateful Right. (laughs) I am so grateful because you are doing the work. You're also doing your life's work. And when you responded, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. How many times have we limited ourselves to being just one thing and we pursue uh, oneness? And we're just like, that's it. Like, you know, we are not. Um, monoliths, but the way that you responded, right? Like in your own words, who are you? You are so many things. That is to be appreciated, um, especially in this season, because there's so much pivoting and so much adapting that we have to do. And there's so much time that we're spending with ourselves. Uh, So I understand, you know, how that is a loaded question, but for you to unpack it, the way you did, I'm just like, okay, do I even need to be here right now? Because I feel like you can just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I will tell you, I, at, at 42 now, I, I believe it was probably around 38. I spent my 20s as a professional athlete traveling the world, being featured in over 30, 40 fitness magazines. I trained professional athletes. I absorbed and loved that space. And when I got in my 30s, I started to realize that that no longer fit me. And I had gone through domestic violence and God was just shifting me to where I was talking on um, domestic violence prevention, women's leadership, social issues that lead to domestic violence. And one day I woke up and I thought, wait a minute, I thought that I was created to, to be this globally recognized health and fitness expert. And something in my spirit says that is a part of who you are, but that's not all of who you are. And I can remember being at church one Sunday and a gentleman walks down and he spoke to, he spoke over me. And I I know the voice of God and I know that it was intentionally, I was there for that reason. And the gentleman said that what you did in the past, the anointing then is now shifting. And I, I believe one of the most 
detrimental things that we do to ourselves and also to God is to believe that he only created us for one thing. I was in that season. I was anointed for that. Now, I didn't leave that, but I also did not say that that was the only thing I was capable of doing. And when I realized that I had a desire to share all of the knowledge base that I had gained over those years, it was dropped in my spirit to write a book. And I was like, I've never written a book. I don't know how to do this, but I was not going to limit myself. So I learned how to write a book. And that was in 2014. And six years later, I've written 12 more books. And so I had to allow myself to say, where do I feel God anointing is on me right now? I can walk on stage as a keynote speaker and you can hear a pen drop because that's the impact that he's given me in this in this season. Um, right now, I want to focus on policies for women's health. And I'm like, OK, well, I want to get my Ph.D., if we as as women limit ourselves, we stunt the ability for God to use us in different spaces. And what we have to do is we have to fine tune who we are in those rooms. When I'm dealing with leadership, I'm not talking about women's health. When I'm dealing with domestic violence, I'm not talking about leadership. So it's about learning yourself and understanding who you are in those different spaces. And you don't have to get rid of any of them. I am a culmination of all of those things. Mm. And other women have to give themselves that respect to get still with themselves and say, God, in this season, where do I make the greatest impact? Not, hey, I'm not that person anymore. You will always be a culmination of who you are at each stage of life. But when you allow that stillness and ask God in this season, how can you use me most effectively? He'll give you the answer if you're ready and willing to receive it. What you do with it is up to you. Hmm. I'm, I'm taking deep breaths. I'm receiving that yeah. culmination. That's right. And you never stop being who you were. You are a fitness Olympian. Yes, and girl. Yes, I mean, if yes, when you girl. see her, when you see her, you will see her. Okay, there yes, is no girl. missing her. <laughs> uh, you know, I was like, I'm not sure how inappropriate I can be. She me free range. You talk about snatched, honey. Yes, okay. girl. Yes, girl. 27 inch waist, honey. <laughs> okay, you don't have to throw it in our face. <laughs> You don't have to do that, okay? No, okay. I love it. I'm here for it. You know, you are a fitness Olympian. I literally had to say it again. And an IFBB fitness pro. You are out here in these streets lifting weights, being snatched. But it goes beyond that for you, right? You're helping people be fit mentally, uh, physically, in just in so many different ways. I want to really pivot this conversation about your coaching, right? Empowered. I love, you know, the idea of working from the inside out, right? Or that lifestyle. Tell me about what inspired you to launch your services, especially with your dynamic background. You could have been doing anything. That's a great question. So my, my answer will always go back to I was led because I, I am totally 
and completely surrender to the will of God in my life. Cause I, I did it on my own for many years and I <laughs> took myself on paths that I, I, if not had God leading me could not have gotten out of. And mm. so at the time I was residing in Seattle, Washington. And if you know anything about that space, there's a lot of women's movement in that area where they focus on uh, gender wage gap, um, inclusion, diversity, the list goes on. But I, I found that I was attending different women's, <clears throat> excuse me, empowerment workshops, different events. And I sat one day and I realized that there was a feel, there was a common theme to each one of these rooms I was in. And the common theme was I saw women asking other women to define them, to give them answers externally. And I mm. thought to myself one day when I walked away, I said, you know, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop going to these events because I was walking away with nothing different. It was a lot of feel good messages. It was a lot of hoorah, girl, you can do it. Get over your fears. But what I did not hear was, do you know who you are? Do you know the true source of your power? Have you addressed past issues that are that are anchoring your soul and your mind and preventing you from moving forward? Everything I heard was a, a moment of inspiration or motivation that would fade once one walked out the door. And so I was very curious because I keep hearing the word empowerment. I said, let me go to the dictionary and really see what the definition of this word is. And if you type in empowerment, it says to give authority, to give power. And the Holy Spirit struck my spirit. And he says, no one gives a woman her power but me. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And it also says that I have given you the power to trample over scorpions and other things. Our power comes from God and God alone. So what that says to me is that no one around me gives me my power. It is innate and it is divine. Therefore, we must go internally to activate it. Women don't lack anything because God gave it to them when he created them. And that's what empowerment is. I came up with that term to activate one's courage, to utilize your power to overcome life's adversities and to thrive. When you activate what's inside of you, whether you're in a room full of a thousand people or you're in a room with just you and God, your power remains. And when women stop asking for it from the outside and they start tapping into it from the inside, their lives will change. And that's where empowerment comes from. And so I rebranded my whole business, my brand, and we do empowerment. In our workshops, we dig. <laughs> we get to the root of our issues. And we don't tell women to fake it till you make it. We say, let's confront it. How did mm -hmm. you get where you're at? Ooh. There's a genesis to everything. And in order to move forward, you must go back to the genesis. And oftentimes going there, it's a lot of pain. It's a lot of uncertainty. But if you can confront those issues and address them and heal from them, you can start to move different. You can move differently through life. A lot of people don't want to do the internal work. They want someone mm -hmm. to make them feel good. But motivation runs out. 
And so that's where we do our coaching. We get hired from the military, um, Fortune 500 companies. Um, we have DIY programs. We do the work and we do internal work. So the women are motivated. They're transformed. Transformation. Yes, ma'am. An inside job. It's an inside and, job, baby. And you're in the wellness space, right? But I, I feel like you're out here performing open heart surgery with the opinion. Girl. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's really what I hear. And that's what I yeah. receive from you. You know, I've listened to you speak online and I really, when you say transformation, that is what is required, but you have to be willing to do that work. I don't think that anyone can just show up to you or, you know, request your services and not be willing to do the work. No, because here's the reality. You know, my husband and I are best friends and he laughs at me. And I'm going to tell you, even he doesn't get a, 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 any breaks from me. You know, I <laughs> one of the things that he tells me often is that I thank God for a wife that I never have to think what's on her mind or what she's thinking. Um, I, I, I am not one of those people who tell you what you want to hear because you want to hear it. And so I only am where I'm at now is because I had to confront myself after I almost lost my life in a domestic violence attack at 29 from the outside. Yes, I had degrees, uh, top athlete inside of a lot of magazines. But the reality was I dealt with anxiety. I was codependent. I had fear. Um, I had so many internal things going on that if God had not saved me from myself, I probably would end up killing myself. I had so much deep-rooted pain. Everywhere I went, the pain shouted at me. But because I was successful, because I am attractive, because I have these gifts, I was able to ignore those pains. I used to be so afraid of silence. If I were by myself, I had to have the radio blasted or I had to be on a phone call with somebody I didn't want to deal with the real me. And that's what we often do as women. We create these avatars of ourself and we show up in different rooms with different avatars. And then we're so broken, we don't even know where the genesis of the pain came from. And so I had to get real with myself and I said, God, I am not who I thought I was. I am broken. I am shattered. And you are the only one that can truly help me get to back, get back to the original design without the pain, without, <laughs> I needed so much approval. I can remember being in Oxygen Magazine in Australia, like a four page spread. And the only thing I could think about was why did they use that picture? It's not a perfect picture. I was a performer. I needed to use my hands and my gifts to tell me I was okay, to, to help me feel loved. And all of it was temporary. None of it did the job. It was like a drug addict. I was addicted to affirmations. I was addicted to the attaboys. I was addicted at, oh, you're great, because I didn't know myself. I couldn't look in the mirror for years at myself because I was never good enough for myself. Action. Yes, girl. Action. Yes, girl. <laughs> it's real. It is so Real addicted to affirmation, you know, some think that is what the empowerment and motivational arena is all about. You know, this idea of affirmation 
um, in the teachings, right, of self-care and how marketable it is being just another business. That is none of your business. That is not what you are about. And that's why I say you're doing this open heart surgery, right? You've been on the table. Um, You've had these moments in your life. And I don't say this um, to assume that I know you, right? I'm I'm going off of what you've shared, um, you know, so publicly and so so freely in in such a way that heals others that I believe is truly beautiful. And it it really blows my mind because you are one of a select few. And I believe that select few is, you know, ordained by the most high who really are who they say they are in this work. Mm. I have had so many conversations with people or we've all tuned in, right, Um, to those who have the platforms and the resources. And you never really hear their how-through story. Mm -hmm. And action, I mean, I'm already lost for words, but I, I just felt the need to say that because I believe that there is someone who is tuned in who needs to hear that, like, let go of that addiction to affirmation. Yes. Be still and sit with yourself. Get to know you um, and stop faking it until you make it. Um, I had a conversation with someone and she realized that she needed to faith it until she made it. And I was like, oh, I most definitely will be adopted. I've never been like, oh, let me just fake it until I make it. But you've been doing the, the inside work and job for quite some time. Um, and I'm so glad that you are sharing what you've learned because that's another thing we don't often share, right? So we just assume people should get it since we did. Right. And, I, you know, if, if we're honest, the world has really done us a disservice. And even even if we look at the body of Christ, especially, and it, it, it bothers me to say it, but in the African-American church, there is this... Uh, <laughs> There is this narrative that if you have faith, you will not go through struggles. If you have faith, you will not have depression, anxiety, or like myself, go through a period of time where you want to die. You know, go through a period of time where you ask God, why did my father leave me? Why at 42 does my father still not love me? Am I lovable? Am I enough? And when we don't use our courage to share these stories, what we do is we leave people hurting by themselves. And one of the things that I've struggled with for a very long time, how I look on the outside and how I used to look on the inside did not match. So Mm -hmm. the world would see a beautiful fit woman, but they didn't really see me. They saw me, but they didn't really see me. And the struggle with so many women is that we want to be seen, but we're working on the outside to be seen versus working on the inside to be seen. The true essence of who we are will never be seen on the outside. Right. And so for me, I would do the world a disservice not to share my struggles and where God has led me because I am where I am now intentionally because it was God's divine plan. And there were times I would say, God, why do, why did I have to go through that? 
And he told me one day, you cannot sustain the promise without the process. And a lot of us are running around trying to create an image that was never divinely created for us. So there's no anointing there. There's no power there. There's no sustainability. It's just an image. And that's not who I am. And that's not who I show up as, you know, and I've, <laughs> when I tell you, I've been in every magazine and on every TV show. If you go to my website and look at the videos, I'm the same me. I show up the same way. I don't believe in being phony. I don't believe in, you know, curating <laughs> an image for the week. Right. And that's why so many of us are lost because we're different people in different rooms. We're confused. I'm no longer confused about who I am. Identity crisis is a real issue. And I think a lot of it derives from us thinking that we have to be superwoman. Yes. And, and a lot of it derives from chasing success. And mm. I, I often ask myself, what is success? Does success mean that I have over 30,000 followers? Does success mean that I have every degree but a PhD? Does success mean that I've written 13 books? To me, no, that is not success. Success to me is waking up every day being who I am within myself and being comfortable navigating this world, showing up the way God created me to be, that's success. Because when I leave a room, no matter how many people I've spoken to, everywhere I go, I'm there. And if I can't look at myself in the mirror and appreciate who I am, not what I do, my who and my what are two separate things, that's not success to me. The world teaches women, especially black women, Oh, you a boss. Oh, you in power. No, nah, God can snatch the body, the breath out of your body right now. You are not in control. It is so much bigger than you. Your purpose for creation was not for you to be a boss. You are in here. You are here in this world to serve a divine purpose. And until we find that divine purpose through connecting with God, we will always and hear me. We will always be in an identity crisis. Because Instagram will identify us, Facebook will identify us, the world will identify us, the culture will identify you. And that's why so many women don't like themselves because they don't know whose they are. Mm. Period. <laughs> you know? Straight like that. Drop the mic, girl. Drop you've the already, let me tell you something. You've already Tell it, girl. Mic a number of tell times. it, girl. So, <laughs> I'm just here. I'm just here for the word at this point. You know, <laughs> I'm over here in the Amen corner. Yeah, I'm. I really, my cup has been filled as we have this conversation because it is so timely, right? And it is what needs to be shouted from the mountaintop. I believe. Mm -hmm. There are so many people who are trying to figure it out and it's hard for them to do that because they're not in alignment. Um, I, I really appreciate your messaging around, you know, decoding the myth that black women have to be superwomen as well. There's so much research about weathering um, right. and how we become sick 
trying to be everything and all things to everyone um, and it doesn't work to our advantage. Let's have that conversation, right? Because you're, you're this fitness Olympian who is snatched with a 27 inch waist, um, <laughs> living in alignment. And, you know, is it fair to say that's what, not the 27 inch waist? Cause we all won't get there. Right. But is it fair to you. say <laughs> that's what you aspire for women who encounter you to, to pursue as well as you do this work, right? We can't win if we're dead. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's have that conversation action. Let's, let's have it. You open up a whole nother can of worms. Cause that, that is the, the, that is my heartbeat. And so to answer your question, this is this is what I teach women and this is what I believe. When you show up, you have to show up holistically well. Mm-hmm. And one can't just feed their spirit and their mind and neglect the body because your body is the vessel that God has given you in order for you to show up holistically you, right? So we can do the inside work and we can heal from the traumas through our mind and, you know, prayer and counseling. But if we are not taking care of our bodies, then we are still not well. And the unfortunate thing about that, if we just look at the health statistics, four out of five African-American women are overweight or obese. African-American women are 40% more likely to die from breast cancer than any other group. Um, about 32% of African-American women each year die from complications of diabetes. And so when we look at our cultural norms, and I look at right now what's trending <laughs> is a small waist and a, and, a, and, a, and a very voluptuous backside, once again, African-American women have been sexualized and objectified, yet they have not been taught how to be stewards of their health. Mm, that's the word. Yes. And mm. so for me, that's why I created my six week online uh, wellness program called Changing the Norm. I was in the South about two years ago. And if you know anything about statistics, Mississippi, Florida, a lot of the Southern states have mm. the highest prevalence in rates of obesity for our, our African American culture. But what alarmed me was it was not a big deal. It had become the norm. That's very true. And when things in our life become normalized, we don't see them as a problem. When we have movements like the big black beautiful movement and the apple bottom movement, and now this uh, (laughs) fictitious imaging of a small waist and a big butt, no one's talking to the black woman and telling her, hey, heart disease is the number one killer and African-American women die at a higher rate of heart disease than anything else. When we look at chronic diseases, African-American women are leading the pack. But when you look at commercials, you see waist trimmers being sold to us. You see diet teas being sold to us. You see all of these things that are not getting us healthy, but yet they're creating a body type that is sexualized, that is desired. I don't believe in that. I believe it's time for us to educate ourselves about what does healthy nutrition look and feel like for us as black women? What does stress management look and feel like to us as black women? And more importantly than that, where is our mindset around how do we see our own bodies? Because the world tells us that a big butt and a small waist is is, is <laughs> admirable, but it's killing us. No one's telling us, hey, 
Did you get any cardiovascular activity in today to keep your heart healthy? Hey, have you done a self-breast exam? Hey, when was the last time you had a pap smear? Hey, are you having uh, sex and are you protecting yourself? No one's talking to the black woman about her health, but they're talking to her about her butt and her smashed waist. We've got to change the conversation because we are literally dying. You know, that level of ignorance, like you said, is is killing us. And it is time to change the narrative. I remember having a conversation with someone at the Heart Association, American Heart Association, and looking at the numbers. Mm -hmm. And I had a conversation with the Surgeon General and he was like, you know, my grandmother this, and I was, I was told, and you know, and he, of course he was well more, he was <laughs> well spoken, um, and more informed than what I'm paraphrasing as a Surgeon General, right? Mm-hmm. But he was having a very real conversation about us needing to get our stuff together. That's right, because those numbers are only getting worse. That's right, and we really have to. Ad- adopt a healthy and a healthful lifestyle. You know, I often tell people, and this is like one of my personal um, taglines and it's how you you live your life is your business, right? And that's all encompassing for me because we think that we can just work and accumulate wealth. And if we leave something behind, then that sounds good too, right? But Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, like live your life uh, that you were created to live and make sure that you're taking care of yourself as you do it. But tell me more about what changing the norm looks like for you and your organization. Right. I created changing the norm because one of the things that I have witnessed because I am a globally recognized health and fitness expert, and I have done a lot of work with the American Heart Association, the American Diabetes, and I've been in a lot of different other spaces what I was recognizing was no one was really looking at the unique wellness needs of an African-American woman. You know, when I think about how our bodies process stress, how we look at exercise in a barrier such as our hair um, or the economics of not being able to work out of the gym or the financial stress, I wanted to create a program that spoke to the black woman from a black woman. And not only just as your sister and as your friend, but also a highly educated woman in this space that could educate you on what is a carbohydrate and what is a protein and how does your body process stress. And it's a six week program where every week we focus on one key area. We focus on mental health. And for that week, um, we focus on what are the barriers to access to healthcare? What do we need as Black women for mental health? What are the barriers that prevent us? And so it's a safe space where we can talk about things that affect us, but we also have in the program, you get workbooks, you get worksheets. Um, We have speakers that come in and speak to the topics from a professional standpoint, and they're all Black African-American providers. It is a six week of holistic living. One week we focus on nothing but nutrition and decoding those myths, such as you have to salt your foods, you have to eat meat, you have to fry stuff, 
it is a total mind shift change, but then it's also a rebuilding. We don't just say, don't eat that. We say, let's try something different and let's try different food options that you can find for you and your family that are still culturally relevant. If you like collard greens, instead of you using bacon or using other stuff, let's use some olive oil instead of sodium. Let's use some garlic powder and fresh herbs. So everything in this program still talks to that black woman's culture and the things that we've grown to love, but it talks to her through a healthy lens. Mm. I, I really appreciate that. There are so many conversations that we are not having with mm-hmm. one another. And the fact that you have been able to identify other women who are from similar backgrounds, right? Or just our kinfolk to come and inform others. That is unique. You know, there are so many different events and webinars and Zooms and this and that or whatever. And people are reaching from everywhere because more people are accessible than they have been before during this pandemic. But the fact that you're saying, no, let me get someone who can speak to where someone is and what they can relate to, that is that is commendable because it is hard. You are welcome. It's hard to relate to other people. You know, at times when I'm doing yoga, I personally do not want a petite um, white woman telling me how to stretch certain things out. I'm like, okay, I was born with this down here and this and that. Right. Right? right. You want something to be culturally um, relevant right? Um, and have the person who can, you know, not make things simpler for you, but can resonate and say, OK, this is how and this is that's to be appreciated. It really yeah. is. Thank you. You know, I will tell you one of the things for me, I was on the opposite side as a professional athlete. You know, I've been in Canada where I've competed. I've been in New York. I've been everywhere. And I can remember at one of my competitions standing in line um, waiting to be called out on stage. And just for some reason, just I guess it was I was still at that time really trying to understand myself and and get to know (laughs) myself internally. And I just happened to turn around and take a glance of the women behind me and the women in front of me. And they were all white women. And I can remember saying to myself, I never see anyone that looks like me, you know, as a top athlete that's in top condition. I was in a sport that only focused on white women. And so having this fit body and being in these spaces where I'm always talking about health and fitness, I began to realize the importance that we need to see women that look like us. I need to see a melanin woman who's fit. And then I started to do a lot of mentoring for young brown and black girls. And they'd come up and just touch me and rub on me. And it (laughs) dawned on me. And I'm like, they never see this. How do you aim for what you never see? Mm. And so I get mixed messages sometimes around our black women. Some of them like, girl, I love your body. And then some of them like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, you got too much muscle. And, And irregardless of how they feel in that moment, It's not about me saying, hey, you need to look like me. What I'm saying without even speaking a word is that we do and we can reach optimal levels of health because I've gotten there. If you want me to help you get to where you want to be, because every woman defines what being fit means to her, but don't isolate me, include me, because I'm your sister. 
And so we all have our own internal struggles. But for me, I am still going to carry that torch. Now, whether or not you're hungry and you sit at the table and want to be fed, that's up to you. But the the food's there. And Mm -hmm. so for me, I'm feeding our women. I want Black women to see me (laughs) and say, wow, we do get fit. Wow, we do make a difference because we never see it. And if you never see it, you never even think that you can attain it. It's real. We're out here. I'm out here. And Mm -hmm. I'm doing the work for not just for myself, but for all of my sisters. I carry them in my soul. And so, you know, we have to do this work together. We have to heal together and we have to help together and we have to become whole together. Mm. I believe we also need to stop denying ourselves. A lot of us aren't honest about where it is that we want to be. So it's hard to receive someone who has achieved so much and is, you know, the physical manifestation of what we want, but we haven't done the work. So we deny it. Mm. You know, we begin to hate on one another, right? Like, oh, yeah, okay, that's good for her. Or, yeah, she looks good. Or, "Mm -mm, I ain't got time. And it just becomes so negative. I'm like, I've heard it all, girl. I I told my husband one day, I said, look, and I, I will be very open with you as I have been. I became so lethargic of carrying other women's insecurities where I woke up one day and I said, it is no longer my responsibility to carry any other woman's insecurities, you know? And so one must do the work. I didn't show up on the planet the way that I am. I committed to the work and I am no longer making excuses or downplaying my awesomeness to make someone else feel comfortable about themselves. I've done the work. I've showed up and I and I show up with the spirit of excellence and I do that across the board and everything I touch, if my hands are on it, is going to excel and is going to exceed beyond the norm because those are my expectations for me and my life. And we as individuals must hold ourselves to an, an exceptional standard of showing up fully ourselves. And if we know within ourselves that we're not showing up for ourselves, it is not another woman's responsibility to absorb those insecurities of yours. It's yours. And so we must do the in-work. There's no way around it. And if you don't like the way your body is, look at yourself and say, self, you deserve more than that. Mm-hmm. If, if you find yourself in a depression, go get help. Asking for help is the best thing you can do. If you don't like how how your body feels, if you feel sluggish, be honest with yourself and say, hey, you need to stop eating these type of foods. Your body deserves better. Get real and be honest with yourself in a loving way. Sit down and have a conversation with yourself today and say, self, are you showing up and being the best you? And if the answer is no, apologize to yourself in a loving manner, create a plan of action and get an accountability partner. That's why I developed this six-week online program because we're all in it for six weeks together and we're here for each other. There's no belittling. There's no, well, girl, you should. Only thing that we should be doing for ourselves and for each other, say, girl, you didn't do it yesterday, but today is a new day. Let's go. Hmm. It's time to stop putting each other down. It's time to stop using our words and our actions to harm our sisters. But it starts with you. Stop harming yourself. You cannot give out what you don't possess. 
If you don't love yourself, you cannot love another woman. It's impossible. I just had to let it breathe. Action. Yes. If someone is tuned in and they yeah. are not getting their lives, Get I think your they life, just girl. may have died while listening. Because, <laughs> yes, girl. I mean, and I love how, I, I just love your name, right? And I, I'm just saying action because I'm like, it's like, get it together. It's also this, it's a literal call to action. It's like in God. Yes. yes. Yeah. I, oh my gosh. Oh I'll tell my you, goodness. I got that name. Um, my brand name is Letitia Action Jackson. I got that name when I was in the military at 19. I was responsible for about 300 other 19 to 21 year old um, Air Force trainees and I used to march our trainees to everywhere we had to go on base. And one day I was bringing my troops back home and my training instructor said, gosh darn it, there goes uh, Action Jackson. And I tell people with a name like Action, you must live up to that. For someone mm. to say, there goes Action Jackson, that was not based on my words. My husband laughs at me all the time because I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to do it. I am all about the doing. Right. And that's what I want to encourage whoever's listening to this podcast. If you find yourself wherever you are when you hear this and you are tired of where you're at, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, you need to ask yourself, are you ready to act? Meaning, are you ready to put the work in to get you from where you are to where you want to go? That's where most of us get stuck. The work is not sexy. Mm -hmm. Now, people see me show up on stage but they don't you sexy. You sexy. Girl, sexy too, huh? Girl. <laughs> I Klein dresses on it. You better watch out. <laughs> but a lot of people don't see the the nights of staying up, the the years when God was pruning me, the pain, you know, the isolation, the why did you choose me for all this? You know, the doubts of do I want this? The wanting to go out in public and people just see you every day. I was telling my husband yesterday, I was just working out and people want to talk to you about your body. I don't want to just be seen for a body. I am so much more than that. Right. You know, and so don't get it confused. <laughs> what you see is not always what you see. It's a lot of work. And be honest with yourself. If you don't want to do the work, don't get mad at someone that has done the work. Ooh. Mm. That's real talk. That's real talk. I feel like you need to say that just one more time. I'll say it one more again. Don't, if you don't want to do the work, don't get mad at someone that has already done the work. Mm. I don't step on stage because I'm new at this. I've been at this stuff for 15, 16 years. Companies don't pay me what they pay me because I woke up yesterday and just decided I wanted to speak. If you haven't experienced anything, what do you speak on? If, if you have not been willing to be a sacrifice, what are you giving up when you stand up? You have nothing to give when you haven't done the work. Our society feeds us this instantaneous success Without the work, you have nothing to feed someone if you didn't cook the meal. There's nothing there. Mm -hmm. 
So do the work. Get in your kitchen and start cooking. Get the ingredients ready. Don't come to me and try to tell me something that you haven't experienced because you can't help me. Yes, ma'am. You know what? I don't know if I just got read for filth or if I'm in the amen corner or what's happening right now, but I'm here for all of it. I my head is in my palm and I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is good. This is good. You talk about being in the kitchen, I can literally taste what you are saying. And I'm full. Good. I am a full, you know, and, and I'm glad that there is leftovers for others in this conversation, right? When we talk about taking center stage in our lives, that requires so much work. Showing up is never easy. There are days where we're like, look, I don't know if I need to get out of this bed or what. Right. right. And by the grace right. of God, there's breath in our bodies. Right. We That's have the activity of our limbs. We have the ability to make up our minds and truly, you know, get into alignment. And when beyond this conversation that we're having, when I look at you and the way that you show up, what I see is action. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and action isn't the final result, but it is, you know, the culmination of your experiences and your lifestyle. And I'm truly grateful for how you have decided to show up here on a Get My Life tour. I keep saying your name like action because you literally keep taking my breath. Yeah. And I, I'm truly, I'm truly grateful. My goodness. Yeah. Well, I. I appreciate you for having me on the show. And, you know, I'm often humbled that God has chosen me to do the work. And so it's um, the the best is yet to be seen. You know, I, I know that um, every day God wakes us up. It's because and only because the work's not done. And mm. so it's my prayer that whoever is where they're at today if you've given up hope, you know, the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope again. You know, if, if you've given up on yourself, maybe you've gotten so overweight or, you know, you've gotten in debt, wherever you are, if you are listening to this podcast today, it's not over. And I, I know for me, I had a lot of dark days going through this process of purification for God. And I questioned my own life, but I knew if I got up the next day, it wasn't over. And so hope again, um, love again, forgive yourself and clean, clean your boards every day. You know, God's mercies are new every day. And so what if it didn't work out? So what if, you know, the relationship ended? Sometimes the end of a thing is the start of something better. Amen. So I've been willing to let things go and I've been willing to allow God to redefine me as many times as he needs to. Mm-hmm. And so that's my prayer for each and every one of you that will listen and reach out to me. Um, we're going to provide the links to the website, links to the books. You are your best investment, but you must first see yourself to believe that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you thought she wasn't going to drop the mic? She hasn't yet. Look, they probably like, is that, is she done? Oh, no. No, no, don't be mistaken. That was just a subtle plug, and you're going to get more after that. It's, you know, okay, look, we have gotten 
to the point, and I don't even want this to be over, but I want to respect your time. But we've gotten to the point here on the Get My Life Tour where it's time for you to drop the mic. Yes, girl. Leave it all on the stage. Now, you've already beat up my mic stand, (laughs) kicking it over, picking it up again. I'm not even sure if it really works, but we're going to try this anyway. Okay. Look. I I'm I am so eager. I'm literally sitting on the edge of my seat right now. Yes. But when you are ready, please drop the mic. Ah, uh, so what do I want to end with? This is what I'm gonna end with. You are more powerful beyond your own belief in yourself. Mark 9.23 says that all things are possible to those who believe. Today, I ask you to look at your unbelief and start there. As a man thinketh, so is he. You must think more about yourself today and believe that you're worth the time, the effort, and the resources to show up the best you. Mic drop. And there you have it. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes, ma'am. You you are phenomenal. And I do not use that word lightly. You have given us so much. You have showed up and showed out. And I am so excited about the transformation that is going to take place as a result of people tuning in and listening with their hearts in their willingness to do the work. I mean, I'm excited about continuing my wellness journey and following your journey to continue to get what it is that I need as you do the work. And I cannot thank you enough. So I won't waste my time saying thank you a million (laughs) times. Um, but I most definitely will praise the most high for you. Let people know how they can stay connected with you, how they can enroll in your six-week series and continue to support your work. Yes, thank you. So you can find me on our new business page on Facebook at Empowered Coaching Academy. And that's the letter N. You can find us on Instagram at Empowered Coaching Academy. We're just starting a new YouTube channel at Empowered Coaching Academy. Um, and for the program, it's Empowered Coaching Academy. It's empoweredcoaching.com. When you go there, click on DIY programs and click down to changing the norm. Once you click on there, there is so much amazing information about the program. And we're opening our next six-week cycle on September the 14th through October the 26th. The regular amount for the program is $399, but we're offering the first 100 African-American women who sign up to sign up for $149.97. So hop in because once the day ends, we're doing that for seven days um, and we'll go to full price. We're trying to find grants right now and also other organizations that will support this to bring at-risk African-American women who really need it. So if you or anyone that works with a public health organization, a grant writer, we're looking to make sure this program is available to all and making sure cost is not a barrier. You need to absolutely take advantage of that opportunity. The fact that there is now a resource 
and is affordable. Now I'm telling you what to do. If that is something you need, <laughs> invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Do it, do it, do it, do it. As always, if you would like to stay connected with me here on the Get My Life Tour, be sure to visit thegetmylifetour.com. Follow on every platform at the Get My Life Tour with the exception exception of Twitter since the Get My Life Tour was long. It is at Get My Life Tour. If you'd like to personally stay connected with me as I tell stories and advocate for women in our community, be sure to visit my website, LydiaTBlanco.com and follow me on all social platforms at LydiaTBlanco. I am so full from this conversation. And I truly hope that you got what you needed, even if it was unexpected here on this stop of the Get My Life Tour. Action, you are a gem and I am so grateful for you. I said I wasn't going to thank you a million times, but (laughs) if I get to 999,000, that'd be good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and you know what you can you can thank me as much because I, I will tell you um, I told my husband the other day and I'll, I'll say exactly what I said to you earlier to whom much is given much is required and sometimes you know as a soldier out here on the field you're like hey does anybody see me and so not the work but see me And so to be appreciated is what my soul needs. And so I welcome you for saying it for eternity beyond, you know, because it it fuels me. And what I've learned on this journey is that I am just as important as the work that I do. And so thank you for that. So you're just going to drop the mic again. You are welcome. You know. You know what? See, now we're going to have to have part two, three, and four. Um, I, oh my gosh, y'all, I'm not going to prolong this. We have to say, see you later. It's so unfortunate, right? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Take everything you need from this stop on a tour Mm. and take more so that you can give it to someone else who is get in their lives. I look forward to the next stop of the Get My Life Tour. I look forward to what is to come from Action Jackson. And I look forward to staying connected with you. Until the next time, it has been real peace. Mm -hmm.